What up? It's Monday. Super dope. My name's Kyle. Thanks for checking out this nonsense. Me, Dan, and Jimmy sat down last Wednesday night and talked about the latest chapter of the Dragon Ball Super Manga. Chapter. Uh, chapter 52. Vegeta finally gets the Yardrit. That ain't the name of it, but that's basically what happens. Then a couple other things. Um, I was a little disappointed, man. Last Saturday, I kind of put out the feelers, got to get some voicemails from some of you nerds, and one or two things happened. Either you didn't hear my cries for help, all right, which is totally understandable. I did it, you know, like 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon while I was drunk at a polo game, or, or y'all mothers didn't read it. So... I don't know which one I'm more inclined to believe. I'd like to think maybe you read the Dragon Ball comic. So uh, if you don't want to be spoiled on what's going on in the manga, don't listen to this episode, I guess. But if you want to get in on the conversation here and let me know what you think of this chapter, because I have some very, uh, I don't know if they're super strong opinions, but I got a, I got some opinions on this one. Uh, call us up. Voicemail 401-213-9596. Uh, make sure you call us up so that way we have something to uh, make a podcast about at some point this week, maybe. Um, also, Spider-Man's back in the MCU. Woo! If you follow us on Twitter, at DBSuperDope, the number one, you would know that I thought some stuff was afoot this week. Um, Marvel released uh, some very weird... Um, like random homecoming, not homecoming, excuse me, far from home clips on their Twitter and uh, a Daily Bugle website launched with uh, J.K. Simmons as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. So I figured something was going on. Um, and, and the way that it looks is MCU Spidey will be back for at least one more film. Foggy is uh, essentially, it's looking like he's going to be tasked to kind of write MCU out of the, excuse me, write um <clears throat> it's looking like Kevin Feige is going to be tasked with having to uh, sort of uh, write Peter Parker out of the MCU to some extent. And um, I don't know, we'll get at least one more Spider-Man film. Hopefully it's Spider-Man Homeless and uh, he will do another MCU crossover at some point in time. That's really all we know at this point, which, by the way, just saying this is exactly, I think, the deal that was still in place before Sony tried to play hardball. Um, a lot of things going on in the Sony world uh, actually recently impacted Funimation even. Uh, Funimation and Aniplex are going to be merging together. Those are two Sony um, entertainment um businesses i guess you could call them like yeah that makes sense um and basically sony owns them they are going to merge them and they're going to work under the funimation uh name so with that being said sony has a lot of things going on internally uh it's looking like maybe apple is going to purchase their entertainment division uh so it makes sense that sony is kind of um what's the word kind of protecting some aspect uh, assets in terms of what they're doing with uh with Funimation and Antiplex. And I mean, the Marvel deal, <laughs> this is kind of the deal, I think, anyway. They were supposed to do at least three films with Marvel. Um, regardless, I'm happy that all's good in the hood, at least for now. We'll see Peter Parker's, uh, the end of this arc for Peter Parker. Um, you know, one of the interesting parts of Kevin Feige's quote, obviously, was uh, Spider Man is one of the only MCU uh, heroes with the ability to cross uh, cinematic universes. So I think that that's almost uh, 
100% confirmation that he will um, be in that next Venom film, which will be exciting. Um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, obviously, a lot can change in the course of, what, uh, two months? Not even a full two months is when I got all crybaby about Spider-Man not being in the MCU anymore. Uh, two months later, uh, you know, he's he's back in on paper and, you know, nothing has skipped a beat. So uh, these things are very fluid. They change, especially when a company like Sony is going through so many changes. Um, it's kind of expected that there will be some uncertainty and some back and forth. So I myself personally have to get a little bit better with uh, shutting the fuck up and I guess just seeing how it goes. Shout out to my buddy Matt from the comic book store. He was pretty much the only person to tell me to shut the fuck up and wait to see how it goes. So, uh, God damn it, Matt. Anyway, um, yeah, so this episode you're about to hear is from about four or five days ago, four to five days ago. Uh, so I just wanted to chime in quickly with the Spider-Man stuff and, again, solicit y'all for some opinions on this Dragon Ball manga and where it's going, okay? So call us up, leave us a voicemail, 401-213-9596, and uh, we'll play him on the next episode because next episode might just be me hanging. I don't know. Jimmy's kind of a wild card these days. He just pops by. He, like, lives a few blocks away now. It's fucking strange. But, uh, yeah, call us up, 401 213 9596 That was a good one. Wow. Yeah. You stick with the same one. I like your consistency, sir. All right, if you like Dragon Ball, good job finding this podcast. Um, make sure you rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That's where people listen to podcasts. Stitcher, that's another place where people listen to podcasts. Spotify, kind of a weird thing about Spotify. I got a lot of feelings on Spotify, but they got their own feelings. stats now, so you know. Better than fucking Pandora. Spotify. Make sure you listen to us. We got a lot of shit to say. All right, listen, I've been trying for, I'll, I'll guess, at least the last three or four months. Every month, I'm like, this is the month, man. I'm doing a manga review. I'm doing the new chapter. I'm yeah. going to talk about all this crazy shit going on with this goat motherfucker eating planets. Right. Crazy. It's going to be dope. And then every month, I'm like, eh. you know, I go through those fits of depression, man, where I'm just like, I don't even want to talk about a comic that I read a week ago. But this week, for whatever reason, I'm doing well enough with my depression <laughs> to combat through that and talk about a comic I read a week Good ago. Good for you, Kyle. Dude. Progress, baby. Step by step, day Progress. by day. Dun, 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 wing step. a wing a day. Kill two cats with one punch. Does anybody else remember step by step or is that step by step? Fucking yeah. day, day by day. Yeah. Something yeah. about it's a step kid. Hey, yeah. Patrick Duffy, Cody's yeah. here too. Yeah. A Ferris wheel everywhere you look. I'm pretty sure that's the end of the. I'm pretty sure I just ended it with the full house one. My bad. So we're going to talk about Chopper 52. Chopper. We're going to talk about Chapter 52 of the manga. Because, uh, you know. It's up there, Chopper. Because the, basically the big question in terms of the new story coming out in Dragon Ball, which we don't we don't talk about that often here. We we, we talk about it here and, here and there. But uh, not in like, uh, we talked about it in like passing strokes here. Mainly the other day. The other day. It was probably like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I was like, why is Vegeta going to yard drive, bro? Why? Somebody tell me. 
Somebody right. better tell me why. Instant transmission. That's what everybody assumes. He's going to go learn instant transmission from the Yardrits as if that's going to be some kind of key for Vegeta to beat Moro. In reality, it's more of a key for Vegeta to fucking get wherever the hell he wants without having to hold hands with Goku. He's got fucking kids, dude. He's got two kids now. Are you kidding me? And yeah. he's not trying to hold hands with dudes. That's that's okay. Transportation yeah. is key when you have children. But he I can mean, train and be there and not get bitched out by Bulma at the same time. It's true, man. Boom. But he goes to Yardrat, no. and the big question is like, what's he gonna learn there that's gonna be able to defeat Moro? Now, audience, I'm talking with these dudes today. Dan, how you doing, baby? Hey. Before we get started, we do have a new member of the Patreon. Oh. And his who name is it? And his name is Dan. <gasps> His name is Jean-Claude Van Damme. What? <laughs> He's fucking doing splits between two 18-wheelers and subscribing to Patreon. My name's Dan. Com Dan. 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 Super Dan. On that fucking Patreon. Dan. Yeah. Dan. He's like an uncut fucking shit. Well, I think it's funny is that you said you did it because you needed to finally hear the uncut version of the anniversary show, which is three hours of fucking... Yeah. Because uh, some oh of that I was God. in and out. And I wanted to... <laughs> you were in and out yeah. of most of it. <laughs> you were literally in and out of the house a few times. <laughs> you guys were fucking mulching the front yard and shit. Dude, uh, I took the hose out the next day. Listen. And I ho like I hosed off an impossible pile. Talk about Dragon Ball today, the manga chapter. You guys ready for a weird-ass manga review? Yeah. I've never had to do it just for the manga, I don't think. Never had to break it down. But you know what I did, right? Because I care about y'all. Hold on. That's page one. As you see, there are multiple bullet points and then sub dashes. Also, there are brackets. Oh. And then you flip the page. Page two, oh. no brackets, because it's mainly just these bullet points and then sub dashes. Sub dashes is not a weird sex thing. It's me trying to say that I made lists on lists on lists. Thank you, Mr. Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. So, chapter opens up. Vegeta arrives. What? The, what are you doing? <laughs> Vegeta arrives, dude. This this chair squeaks. <laughs> I hate it. So, Vegeta arrives on planet Yardrit. Pretty much Yardrat. right away. It's literally the first thing that we see at the beginning of the chapter, and it's kind of nice that that happens because you're like, wow, they're getting the mystery right out the way. Last month we've been like. What's Vegeta going to learn on Yardrip? Hopefully we'll learn next month. <laughs> Boom, first fucking First thing. panel of next month. It's like, <laughs> what's up? We on Yardrip right now, kids. And he shows up and he's greeted by like these weird little, I don't know, like. Vegeta's there like, you're going to learn today. Yeah. I mean, they talk about there being different types of Yardrits. Like there are similar like archetypes of Saiyans. Like they look very similar or whatever. So we meet this one that's just. Very like plain looking, doesn't really look anything like the Yardrits that we've seen to this point. Uh, not very much, like I don't think. I guess it's kind of different because I'm seeing them in black and white versus colorized. But like when you line them up, I guess, against like uh, Yimis, Jimis, Jimonis, what the fuck was that dude's name from the Tournament of Power? It's pretty much Jimis, Jimonis. It's like Jiminy Cricket. Um, when that motherfucker shows up, he's got like purple skin and stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm looking at a black and white thing here, but. Let me see. I pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Gonna pull it up. Yep. Eh, nah. I guess they kind of look the same. Oh, yeah. These motherfuckers with the real simple faces. So, like, 
These are the yard jets when they pull up in the front, and these yeah, look like, real similar to who they fight from. I think it's Universe Two. Yeah. Uh, who basically is sporting the same armor that Goku has when he gets back from Planet Yardrit when Mecha Frieza shows up. I loved that shit, dude. That was my favorite when I first mm-hmm. saw it. But then they go on to talk to these little different looking yeah, creatures. Yeah, lollipop kids. Yeah, for real. They look like little... Fucking I, mean, I almost said a really racist dude. term by accident, but they do kind of look like fishes. Um, but they too have the same armor on, very similar collar, collar armor. And these are the ones that Good walk idiot. Vegeta through this whole fucking process here. Of, oh, hey, we heard about you. Yeah, okay, yeah, Goku uh, is real cool. They confirm that um, the Ginyu squad, they went to fucking town on Yardrat before they went over to go meet Frieza on planet Namek. Oh, um, shit, really? So Ooh. Vegeta knowing about Yardrat in the first place because uh, and thinking to go there, I, I got to imagine it's tied to his knowledge of... Uh, what the Ginyus had done previously, but also Goku showing up there in the spaceship that he finds on Namek when he just punches in the random ass coordinates, like bangs on a motherfucking spaceship. Uh, it sends up the Ardrit because it was a Ginyu space pod and it sends him back to the previous coordinates. Pre registered coordinate. Yeah. So kind of all makes sense. I like that they all yeah. tied that thing in here. Uh, what they really talk about though when they meet the people on Yardrit though is they have different types of techniques so like instant transmission instantaneous movement is one of them um another one is they make multiples of themselves uh much like a multi-form technique yeah kind of like a split (laughs) form or like maybe not like a zanzu ken because that's like the mirror image moving really quickly thing they make literal multiples of themselves to be able to conceal or give themselves greater like fucking tuscan reader sand people shit yeah you know hide their numbers or whatever uh, really, it's only one person, but it looks like it's fucking 15. Um, that's why they walk in single file. That's why they fucking pop up with 10 people around them, even though they look generally the same. Uh, you, That's revealed to you very quickly. The dude who greets Vegeta and Vegeta's little uh, concierge from the fucking Galactic Patrol, um, those two are greeted by one person, but it appears to be like 10 fucking people. So instantaneous movement, multiplicity, Michael Keaton style. Uh, and they also... As uh, Vegeta asks, he's like, which one of y'all dead motherfuckers taught Kakarot instantaneous movement? (laughs) (laughs) Which one of y'all dead motherfuckers? (laughs) Which one of y'all dead motherfuckers just said that? And they're like, it's me. And it's the biggest yard rat, this big, fat motherfucker, like mini Janimba. So like real big in stature in terms of the ones, you know, of his own race. But uh, Vegeta's like, oh, it was you? You dead motherfucker? He's like, yeah, Goku's my buddy. I taught him that. Goku's good people. Anyway, I'll teach you some shit. Vegeta's like, that's cool. What kind of shit are you going to teach me? He's like, well, what I'm about to teach you is called spirit control. Vegeta's like, spirit control? What the fuck does that mean? And the dude's like, well, Goku used to call it, the translation I read today is chi, C-H-I. I typically call it ki. Key blast, KI. They're the same thing. Energy manipulation. All right. Key, chi. Yardradium motherfuckers like. Yeah, it's like the same shit. Spirit control, chi, key control. It's basically all the same now. It's 1995. Gay, bi, straight. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, all right, cool. So I already know how to control my key. So I basically know how to control my spirit too, right? And the Yardrak guy's like, yeah, that's what you think based on what I just told you in the last couple paragraphs. But nah. 
I'm gonna teach you some stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is very today. This is very frustrating. <laughs> what do you mean? Key, spirit control, chi, whatever the fuck you want to call it, they're all basically the same thing and the same idea. They dedicate themselves to the the study of, of chi or spirit control uh, since they're born, since they're babies, basically. And that's how they've developed these intense, crazy, awesome abilities, instant transmission, the multiplicity thing, um, the gigantification thing. I get all that, motherfucker. I get all of it. But if key and spirit control are the same thing, what do you mean Vegeta's got to learn spirit control? I thought he already learned it. He's been controlling his key since he was like six. Younger, maybe. Yeah. Blowing up Cyberman. I don't know. My point is, I don't really like this whole spirit, chi, key control. And it kind of ties into something we're going to talk about at the end of this recap regarding Maris and Goku and their entanglement. But the idea of like, Different techniques or different forms based off of like a slight altercation of a thing that we've or a slight alteration rather of something that we've already seen in Dragon Ball, whether that be the ability to throw a key blast one way or another way in a spirit control way, or that be the ability to transform, whether that be through rage to access Super Saiyan or the calmness and emptiness of mind and heart and ultra instincts mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. I don't really like the precedent that it's potentially setting for itself to be able to just keep making fucking toys for the rest of our goddamn life. Whatever. I digress. I digress. It's been a long day. That's basically the Vegeta chunk of this story for the Hmm. moment. All right. That's all I needed to hear. I don't even got to read it anymore. Well, (laughs) that's just like the first couple pages. So it's a lot that happens. You guys want to hear the rest? Yeah. Is it like story time? <gasps> it really feels like it. Let me, let me get dun, my dear Part two of the story goes like this. Meanwhile, back at the Galactic Patrol. Patrol. Patrol? Meanwhile, back at the Galactic Patrol. Jocko and his buddies are like, man, we're fucked. Because you two non-manga reading motherfuckers may not be aware, but Moro collected the Namekian Dragon Balls right before we killed everybody on Planet Namek and basically the Planet Namek. He gathered up the Dragon Balls and he said, I'm going to make these wishes. One, I'm going to be mad strong and invincible and immortal and all this shit, whatever, basically his basic power-up buffs. And then the third one was, my third wish is, for whatever stupid fucking reason, and this was like a big plot thing that was discussed a couple of months ago, what's Moro's third wish going to be? And everyone's like, oh, dude, he's going to fucking wish for somebody to, who knows, it's going to be wild and evil. What do you guys think his third wish was? Do you know? Ice cream. Bulma's panties. Both valid guesses, but try again. Panties. Snorlax. Better guesses. So, no, his third wish was to release all of the fucking prisoners out of the galactic prison planet planet prison not i'm confusing hero stuff out of the galactic patrols prison all those he prisoners done that himself are free he could have right but he used the fucking dragon ball wish to do it but what it's allowed us to do is now you get all these extra weirdo evil villains not of like any real significance just floating out in the galaxy doing the thing presumably kind of working in tandem with moro since he just freed him from prison fucking posted their bail and shit like that <laughs> So they feel like they have a debt to this goat-looking motherfucker who's eating planets. Big daddy, bail bondsman, moral. So all these fucking, all these criminals who are just like freed via the Dragon Balls from the Galactic Patrol prison, they're like, hey, thanks, Goatman. 
we're going to go out in uh, a boot and uh, try to find you some planets to eat, okay? And he's like, great, that sounds dope. And they stumble upon Earth. Meanwhile, Jocko... Of course they did. Of course they did. Meanwhile, Jocko and his fucking buddies back at the Galactic Patrol are like, man, we got lots of criminals out there. This sucks. We better go send out the fucking patrol squad. <laughs> but like, go do our job. Where's Goku and Vegeta? We don't, we're, we're missing our best two fighters. And Maris is out there hanging out with Goku. We're missing our top three. Because technically, Goku and Vegeta are part of the Galactic Patrol right now. But we're missing our top three players. We got to go find some recruits. So Jocko's like, Contact they contact Piccolo. Yeah. Or they contact Bulma, rather, I should say. Contact Bulma. Bulma and Mr. Saint show up at the lookout. Piccolo's already fucking realizing that these three miscreants, miscreants, good word, from outer space are coming in out of the spaceship and he's like, Psh, what's going on here? Who are these weirdos in a spaceship and they're in the atmosphere? He goes off to go confront them. Meanwhile, Mr. Satan and Bulma show up and Dende's there. And they're like, What's up, guys? Bulma's like, I'll tell you what's up, motherfucker. I thought you were the god of Earth. Is this motherfucker called the lookout? You ain't seeing shit, man. Listen, let me tell you what's up. I talked to my friends up in space. <laughs> they have a fucking way better view as opposed to this stupid-ass sanctuary that's only, like, not even in the fucking real hemisphere. Anyway, my friends in space called, and they said that shit's going down. So, uh, yeah, we need to call up our other strong friends, like Goku's kids and uh, the Baldies. That's what Jocko refers to them as. Call up Goku's son and the Baldies. And Bulma responds back to him. Oh, Tian Shinhan and Krillin? No problem. I'll give him a call. No further mention of Goku's son. Jocko throws out Goku's kid and the Baldies. And Bulma's like, yeah, I'll go get the Baldies. It's not a huge point. I just thought it was worth mentioning. That Gohan gets so much motherfucking shade that he is literally asked for, not by his own name, but by Goku's son. And when the person who was asked the question about Goku's son receives it, she completely disregards Goku's son and her what answer. The fuck. The continued disrespect to you, Gohan fanboys, is palpable. You know what that Even means? Even in the manga. You know what palpable means? It means like I taste it in my mouth and it tastes dirty and I what hate the it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, Piccolo, meanwhile, has headed off to go meet these three fucking weirdos who just came into Earth to the spaceship. Moral scouting party. They fresh out of jail. They're really feeling themselves. Freedom's a good look. You know what I'm saying? Fresh new spaceship. Fresh out of jail. Coming into Earth. Smelling fresh as hell? No, probably not. Yeah, they probably... I mean, you think the spaceship's got a shower? Um, yeah. So I mean, Piccolo, <laughs> it takes at least two months of showers before you're fresh. I like that we have a jail expert <laughs> on the show on a fairly regular basis. So, <laughs> a jail expert. <laughs> Our jail consultant, James. Yeah. James Francois. Uh, Piccolo realizes that these three fucking weirdos come in from the atmosphere in their spaceship, heads out to meet them, is on the ground when they pull up, and they're like, yo. Somebody's down there. That's not cool. And they pull out the guns. And they go to shoot him with the guns. And he's like, and he's on top of the fucking spaceship. He's like, what's up now? And basically, he fights these guys. It's like four or five pages of action. You see some cool stuff. He uses the long-ass stretchy arms again. First, yes. first time in a while I've seen that. Actually, maybe he did it at one point during the T.O.P. But either way, 
He does a nice, cool, stretchy arm fucking thing attack. Uh, rounds these dudes up fairly succinctly, right? And he's like, what's going on with all this shit out in space? Motherfucker. You know anything about that? And they're like, no, what? What do you mean? He's like, really? You don't know anything about all the crazy shit going on in space? And they're like, no. He's like, all right, well, you can leave then. And they're like, all right. Literally, he had these three motherfuckers hogtied up back to back to back. Lasso style. Lasso? Lasso style? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's not what I. That's not where I wanted to go with that. Um, and he cuts them free, and he lets them jump back in the spaceship, and fucking leave. Of course. No sooner does he let them leave, and they're flying out the atmosphere. Mister Satan, Boma, Dende, they all come rushing, and they're like, "No, you dumb motherfucker! What are you doing?" <laughs> and Piccolo's like, "Oh yeah, what am I doing? That was pretty dumb of me." And just blast the fucking spaceship right out of the air. This is all so dope, right? And then I'm like, good call, Piccolo. You just helped us stave off a massive fret, fret, threat for the planet Earth. And then it's like, dun, 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 dun. Just kidding. We already revealed our location to Moro and told him this place is dope as fuck. And I'm like, oh, no. Now Moro's coming. <sighs> That's stressful. Hope he doesn't bring his wind. Tension properly built, right? Moro's coming. He knows that we're here. He knows that there's some strong people here who just fucked up some of his criminals who were fresh out the pot. Pot? The clink? Fresh out the clink. You alright, Jimmy? Yeah. Looking to fall asleep? No, no. Do you not like story time with me? I love story time. You better fucking act like you like it more. Listen. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> alright, suddenly the story has gotten considerably more enjoyable. Uh Dende and those are my eyes to picture the characters. Oh, am I painting a picture in your brain? Yeah. It's because he can't read. It's like the magic school bus. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the magic school bus. <clears throat> oh. oh, you don't got to pound the rest of the beer and fucking try to drown your embarrassment. There's nothing in it. Yo, you don't got to drown your embarrassment like that. Tight. We love you. Straight up. Continue. Oh. <laughs> so Moro gets the transition, right? Transition, transmission. <laughs> what is that sound you're making? Moro gets the transmission. He's like, Earth, huh? Sounds fucking cool. Oh, our friends are dead there? That sucks. And then he looks over to his buddy. He's like, Yo, send some more of our friends there. And if they die, then we'll go to Earth. <laughs> Literally, he's like, <coughs> we sent us out. We, he literally goes, all right, the first scouting party's dead. Send a stronger scouting party. And if they die, then we know that it's cool to go there. <laughs> Why? You already know. Your buddy's already fucking dead. Piccolo just killed him in his spaceship. Took him like literally all of two seconds after he decided to stop being a goddamn clown, acting like Linda Carter, tying people up with ropes and shit. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't Wonder Woman. You think people are going to tell you the truth because you got some fucking rope off the street? Tie me up. I mean, did, I, you know what I learned recently is that the creator of Wonder Woman gave her the lasso of truth because he was like a bondage freak? Fuck yeah. No, not fuck it. yeah. It's real yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, look Sensual. it up. Real weird. Um, so yeah, Moro's coming to Earth now. So 
if you weren't concerned about more eating the planet Earth before, here comes Galactus. Now you should be. Man, Goaty Galactus. Cody Galactus. Cody Galactus. Double G's, baby. And then the last thing that happened in this manga chapter. And by the way, before I get to this last little chunk of manga chapter here, all right? Flipping the page. Flipping the page. Some motherfucker was like, Dragon Ball Super, and I'm not going to name names, but you know who you are. Somebody was like, Dragon Ball Super's taking forever to come back because they're just trying to build up a bunch of manga so that way they've got a... Enough material in the in the buffer. Which sounds dope on paper. Alright? Makes sense. Makes fiscal sense. Makes story sense. You probably want to limit the amount of filler, right? That makes all the fucking sense in the world. The episode, or excuse me, the line of thinking that that person is referencing in terms of building up past manga to be able to animate episodes off of, that was off of a weekly format in Shonen Jump. Much shorter format. Now that it's moved to monthly chapters since it's come back, it's such a longer format, I feel. Um, the episodes, excuse me, the manga chapter we're looking at today, the ep- I could carve out four, five, six episodes out of wow. all the shit that's covered here today. That's four, five, six weeks worth of material from one month of a manga chapter. You know what I mean? Like, manga chapter once a month. So... That math kind of equates. Like, we've got enough of a bumper to be able to bring the series back. All right? Is my point. They're not continuing to build it back up just because they're trying to do it like that. They're doing it because they didn't plan for it to come back. And I bet you it hasn't been in production as soon as people told you that it was. Anyway, moving on. Goku and his new best friend, Maris. Or, as I imagine, it's pronounced by um, people in Japan, uh, Medizu. Medizu. It's probably how they're saying it. Yeah. This episode. This episode. I gotta stop saying episode. This chapter. Ass and the last third of it. Probably more like the last quarter, because that middle chunk of Piccolo takes up a large chunk of this. And then again, we see uh, another large fight scene in the back half of this chapter. Miris and Goku are training, and Goku's just like, "Oh man, just not getting it." Ultra Instinct seems real tricky to master. <laughs> and Miris is fucking coming at him with like this long bow staff looking kind of thing. It's not really a bow staff. It's kind of pointed at either end, but he's doing a lot of the same twirly ass moves that we've seen somebody like say Weiss do. And uh, Goku's like, ah, shucks. Ultra Instinct, so fucking hard. It's really frustrating that I haven't just Poof, figured it out. Like I typically do with everything else that I've done in my life. And Miris is like, yeah, man. Uh, you know, you got to access certain things. And they talk about like the emptying of your heart and the emptying of your mind. And how, well, Goku actually references that. He's like, I just got to be able to empty my heart and my mind that I can tap into it. Mm-hmm. And Miris describes it to him. Right? I actually wrote down some shit, right? Goku's having a hard time accessing Ultra Instinct. He says, I have to empty my heart and my mind. And Miris is like, it's not that simple, motherfucker. There's emotions like rage, grief, joy. Those strong emotions can translate to a prodigious, prodigious, did I ever say that right? Uh, to a stupid, those strong emotions can translate to a stupid amount of power. Just like in a Super Saiyan transformation. But the, t- the, the fucking, the technique your motherfuckers are after right now, it's not rage, it's the opposite of rage. 
kind of touched on it earlier. If you guys are talking about transformations in terms of like whatever kind of emotions you're feeling that day, angry, sad, calm, mindless, empty hungry. heart, hungry. I said hangry when I was describing it to somebody the other day. <laughs> you feel like you're on fire. You feel like you're underwater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're just accessing all these different transformations and shit. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait to see all these cool new Goku transformations when he's in a different mood and uh, taps into this godly power. I hope that's not what they're trying to be able to open themselves up for, but kind of feel like they that's just backdoored it and the, and the options there if they want. Maybe I'm just thinking like a 10-year-old kid who wants yeah. to write some fanfic this weekend. Totally reasonable. That kid still lives inside of me, but... You have a kid inside of you? I have a kid inside of me. Talking to your microphone like a fucking corn dog. Don't tell me what to do. Goku. Did I just call you Goku? Yeah. My bad. Anyway, Maris is like... <laughs> It will activate when you achieve self-control in the face of a jarring shock to your emotions, such is ultra instinct. So basically the idea is when some crazy ass shit happens to you and you're mad calm and you're self-controlled about it, there's some ultra instinct for you. And he refers to it by name and Goku's like, hey, you knew about that shit all along, huh? But Maris is like, yeah, I knew about that shit all along. Surprise. Goku's like, <laughs> surprise, and Goku's like, oh, why are you so tricky? Yeah. Except Maris isn't really like that. He's like, yeah, sorry about that. And Goku's like, well, whatever. You kept the secret from me. You have a reason. It's fine. I don't care about the reason. <laughs> so, again, let's Goku's highlight. Goku's awesome. Well, let's highlight. Maris knows about Ultra Instinct, uses that staffy staff thing, has a reason to hide his reason about knowing for an Ultra for Ultra Instinct. And then there's one more part here at the end, which I'm like, dun, 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 dun. Fucking conspiracy theory all tying together, man. QAnon shit, you know what I'm saying? Don't go with QAnon. Um, make sure that you don't do that. Maris goes to Goku. He's like, anyway, yeah, I know all about Ultra Instinct, right? And Goku's like, cool. Well, we should fight again. And, and Maris... <laughs> Goku's like, all right, well, cool. We should fight again. And Maris is like, all right, we can fight again, but only if we fight again in this crazy secret room that you probably don't know about. And he brings him into this random-ass door, and he opens it up, and boom. They're in a room, a room, of spirit and time Like back on the lookout They're in one of the time chambers The hyperbolic time chamber For yeah. you Americanos I gotta stop calling them that That's the only way I know it anyway Yeah What do you so, call it? Room of spirit and time Sometimes I fuck up the and call what? it The room of spirit and time HTC Okay Hyperbolic time chamber um, I fuck up a lot And call it the room of space and time Cause I had some really bad dub tapes When I was a kid That that's how it was translated And yeah. I watched those a ton So in my brain It imprinted as the room of space and time oh, But it no, is a It's the hyperbolic time room. chamber For me all day Yeah that makes sense So Maris brings <laughs> him Maris brings him into the back door Of one of these things And he's like You know what the fuck these are? And Goku's like Yeah man these things are dope I use these motherfuckers Like twice a year Except really that means for a full two years on my planet, and Maris is like, "What?" In the right. in the normal hyperbolic time chamber, is you spend one day of the outside time in there, and one year passes inside. Here, 
you spend one day of time in there outside and you actually have three days of time pass. So you don't get a year, you don't get a month, you don't get three, you get three days for spending a day in mm. this hyperbolic time chamber that Maris and Goku just went into. And uh, Maris says to him, dope, glad you know what this place is. Now that we're in here, I can fight without having to worry about being seen. I don't have to worry about anybody seeing me now. Mm-hmm. It's true form. I don't think it's a true form thing. I think now it's a see me how I really am. Staff knows about Ultra Instinct, has a secret, needs to hide his real fighting ability from the outside world, even though he's top of the goddamn charts in terms of the Galactic it's Patrol. Probably an angel. Fucking It's probably an angel. It's always an angel. A lot of people think it's a fallen angel from one of the uh the one of the universes thirteen through eighteen. And I'll tell you what, motherfuckers. That would be so cool. <laughs> oh my god, that story would be so so cool. And maybe, maybe that's what they're signing up to do. Maybe. However, it may be just as likely that uh they're not gonna do any of that. <laughs> and they're just gonna be like, Yeah, Maris has been around for a long ass time. Of course he's heard of Ultra Instinct once or twice before. <laughs> And that's how that was kind of like explained in a way. Old ass wise motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Maris is actually a few thousand years old. And that's how he knows about Ultra Instinct. Goku's only 40. No wonder he's only heard about it a couple times from like one dude that he met last week. Maris, on the other hand, been all around the galaxy multiple times for a few thousand years. He knows all about a lot of weird shit. I could see them explaining it in a way in that exact same fashion. So as much as I'd like Maris to be a fallen angel from universe 13 through 18 at some point. Or have it be revealed that that's where his origin is, and somehow he ex- uh, escaped from like being an inactive angel. That's how Weiss describes it, man. When one of the universes gets a racer, is no longer there. They don't get a race, but they're inactive. So maybe he's an inactive angel, but wherever you go is an inactive angel, like whatever the fuck that is. How the fuck did he get out of there? I wanna know right now, but also I know that. I probably really shouldn't get that worked up about it because they're not even going to give me the satisfaction Maybe he of exploring that. was supposed to be that. what Weiss is and fucking what a Weiss's brother Like a Weiss in training? Yeah. And like a Weiss's little brother? And he was like, you know what, dad, fuck you. Training Weiss. Oh, maybe he's Weiss's little kid with a stupid haircut? Maybe he's he a got Nephilim. a stupid haircut. Maybe he's a Nephilim. A Nephilim? A Nephilim? What it's the like fuck? if an angel comes down and has a kid. For a second, I thought yeah, you were trying to. I thought you were struggling to say nephew for a second. You're wearing a shirt that says "I." It's not a shirt. It's a jacket. With Jesus. Yeah, it's a jacket. And you don't know what a nephilim is. I don't fucking know. Did you know what a nephilim was? He's also I, fucking John Dispar no Simpson over there. So. The fuck. If an angel came you're down, had sex, made a baby, that baby is no. A they can't have sex. They don't have dicks. What if they did though? Yeah, but. Angels are like dogma style. Would you say Gotham style? They just dogma. T- they just touch. They're and like pregnant. Like Gotham style. They're pregnant. Oh no! People get touched and they're pregnant now. D O G M A. Dogma. 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 Oh, you're talking about that Kevin Smith film? Is that a pizza topping? Yes. With William uh <laughs> William Goodwill Hunting. William Hunting. Good William Hunting. That was a funny Fuck fucking you. movie. All right, so we're good Fucking with the... patronizing little 
patronizing motherfucker. Patronizing. Oh, That's what it is. You did the same thing the other day, too. Did I really? You landed the last one a lot better than the one you just had. <laughs> what are you fucking joining a Louisiana jug yeah. bang? Get the fuck, fuck out of here with that shit. You guys ready to watch these fucking Sean Schemmel and Sunny Straight videos? Oh, yeah. So, this morning, for the listener, all right, for the Patreon, you'll be able to hear the actual audio. I'm going to splice that into the un uncut stuff. But um, the listener here today, all right, we're about to talk about something that I was not aware of until this morning. Um, as you guys probably know, if you follow me on Twitter, at DBSuperDope, the number one at the end of that, DBSuperDope1. Woo! I'm uh, very active in the uh, hashtag kick Vic community. <laughs> and I like to watch all of you stand with Vic kids fucking be dumb because Jesus, you're dumb. So I am uh, friendly with Therese27. Uh, she is, and it's a she, by the way, it's not a dude. She is a moderator for the Kanzenshu boards and is one of the biggest Dragon Ball fans I've ever come across in my life. Um, she reshared a tweet that she'd shared I think in February of this year, so like right when the Vic shit was kicking off. And it's a video of Sean Schemmel and Sonny Strait doing a couple of characters called Skip and Kip. I'm going to assume... Managna. Man, I'm going to assume Mangina. All right, Mangina. M-A-N-J-I-N-A. All one word, Mangina. Unless it's Menina. Menina? Menina! That's got to be what it is. Menina. Skip and Kip Menina. And uh, I watched these videos and proceeded to piss my pants. So we're going to listen to these fucking audio clips real quick. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about how, uh, how I feel about them. All right. Listen. They're raging. Dude. I'm a big fan of Monty Python. All right. That is some of the best Monty Python dry-ish humor I've seen in a long fucking time, man. I did not think Sean Schemmel and Sunny Street had any comedy chops outside of like doing their respective funny voices, you know, Krilling, King Kai, whatever. They parody parts of Vic so well. It's ridiculous to me that A, I never saw this fucking video given how into this whole thing I've gotten over the last year, unfortunately. And B, uh, 2B, I don't know what the fuck I'm at. Was, was it letters or numbers? 2B. 2BA. 2BA uh, was, how the fuck didn't Vic Stans make more of a big deal about this? This video, this skit, this obviously scripted skit, and we've talked about scripted skits recently with the Sabbath thing, the, the quote-unquote audio leak, which wasn't really a fucking leak. It was so obviously a scripted thing that literally had a background track to it, but uh, who cares about that? Um, this here is obviously a scripted thing and very intentional wardrobe choices. If you look at uh, Shemmel's shirt, it's spot on. It's it's very much a Vic shirt. Um, the tone, Shemmel's voice as Vic sounds more like Vic than Vic sounds as Vic. <laughs> the condescending nature and everything that he says. Um, I mean, my one big thing with this whole thing, right? This video is is very evidently dated you know it's probably from i would have to guess at least eight ten years ago maybe right maybe i don't know if anybody knows when this fucking skit is from let me know therese might know i don't think therese listens to the show or really cares much for me but hey therese if you know when these videos are from 
let us know. Um, my biggest problem with this video is the whole first skit we listened to. It's just talking about looking over the fence, trying to fucking get ready to bang 12-year-old boys. <laughs> if you guys knew 10 years ago that Vic McNogna was apparently into trying to get with 10-year-old boys, 12-year-old boys, I'm not really cool with you fucking go so, going so far as to make a comedy fucking sketch about it. I mean, there are some funny lines in there, but like the subject matter in general, given everything we've learned about this dude over the last year, if you guys were cognizant of the situation enough a year ago, uh, excuse me, te if you guys were cognizant enough of the situation 10 years ago to make a skit of it and not try to fucking do something about this weirdo back then, Sonny and Sean, I love you guys, but that's not fucking cool. Bad on you. So that's really the only thing I wanted to say in regards to that. Fucked up. Other than that, these are actually some really well-written comedy bits. Yeah. And if you've spent any amount of time looking at Vic McNogna do his thing over the last year, his fucking fraud show and his goddamn clowns around him, if you watched any of it and you've seen him talk at all, the Sean Schemmel, the Sean Schemmel, sorry, the Sean Schemmel uh, impression is so fucking spot on that it's gold. It's it's like. It's almost painful how much I laughed about this today. <laughs> I watched that video, that first sketch or whatever, skit. Like, I probably watched it like eight different times today. And I laughed every time. But each time I just kept thinking about it more. I'm like, dude, you guys have got some very specific jokes in here about how he's just constantly trying to lay the pipe on some 12-year-old boys. <laughs> and it took you to 2019 to fucking pull the trigger on any of it. <laughs> that's the other thing, too. You guys are willing to go to the fucking effort. That, I don't know. I don't. You fucking Vic stands, man. I swear to Christ. You guys are all fucking stupid. You guys missed out on hashtag stick with Vic. All right. To opt for hashtag I stand with Vic because <laughs> I'm guessing it's in opposition to people calling Kaepernick kneeling and standing instead. So I stand with Vic. Trump. I'm a patriot. Fucking Trump's is right. Hashtag stick with Vic should have been it. And then the other thing was you guys should have found this video and been like, look, this dude has been bullied by his co-workers for the last 10 plus years. Is this not fucking uh, reminiscent of a toxic workplace? Is this not the very kind of thing that Vic's been trying to prove this entire time? I feel like I just laid out a better defense for Vic McNogna did and then Ty fucking Percy Beard where fuckface did in the last year. That's all I'm saying. Nick Rakita, fuck you. Uh, I think that's it. You guys got anything else you want to say? Fuck him. Which one? Both of him. Yeah, Managma. Managma? Nick, Vic, Minag, Dick. Well, thank you to Dan and Jimmy for listening to me fucking yell about Manga and Vic today. I love it. Yeah. Arr, arr, arr. Get him. You all right, Jimmy? You need to learn how to read. You need to learn how to read, yes. Yeah. All right, we're done. This is ridiculous. All right, we've already gone much too long today. <laughs> you want to hear the uncut version of this where we listen to the sketch, uh, quote unquote, sketch audio from Vic, uh, the Vic impersonators, Kip and Skip Mangnanya. Mangina. Now we're gonna say mangina. Skip and Kip mangina. Mangina. Now, now. If you wanna, you are so metal. If you wanna hear the audio, if you wanna hear the audio, audio. I'm gonna fucking murder you, dude. Stop it. No, he's you're doing good. You wanna, you're doing an Amber thing right now, but you're doing it like Amber does it like she's Flavor Flav. You're doing it like you're Rob Halford right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my God! If you want to hear the unedited version, where Not we listen edited. to, where we listen to all the 
the sound from the Skip and Kip Mangina sketch, patreon.com backslash Dragon Ball Super. No, is it backslash or forward slash? Who gives back, a shit? It's backslash. Slash. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. All spelled yeah. out, all one word. On if one other page. person, Dan, new patron, asks dope. me how to find it again because we didn't show up in the searches. Dude, Make I it sound- had to Google it and Yo. then had to press on it and then I had to log in on. It's all I'm saying is make Patreon, it sound like man. I don't give you a direct URL usually at least twice a week. It's mm. just weird when I type it in on the search bar. Yeah. Nothing. Patreon.com. Dragon Ball Super Dope, all one word. There is no spaces, no underscores, all one word. All right, it's going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places. I love you. If, if Jamie loves you. If you have uh, Dragon Ball friends, tell your Dragon Ball friends about us. That's literally the best uh, way for us to grow. It's the best way Send we us pictures grown. of your Majin Buu tattoos. Jimmy met a guy at a, it was your girlfriend's company birthday party, or it was a company friend's birthday party, right? So a person she knows from work, they had a birthday party. Jimmy was the responsible date and accompanied his girlfriend Sam to the party and somebody was there with some kind of frat boy tattoo on one forearm and a Majin M on the other one. Uh he really listens. Majin I do, man. I listen to the whole Dude, story. Dude, the best Dragon Ball tattoos are the Majin boob tattoos. What's that? Just Majin boobs. Yeah, what is that? Dragon Ball Z tattoo on the boobs. That's it. Oh. So, like, if no, I had the fucking just Majin the M's, M. like, just crested above the tops of my nipples? Oh, my God. Dude, that would be fucking... <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. I, I need to go to the tattoo shop right now. Yo, you guys got money for a tat? Somebody <laughs> me some money till tomorrow. <laughs>